Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's a special edition of Crown Corner as we get you back here for a week of not only Charlotte FC, but also talking Crown Legacy. And we'll do so with Charlotte FC's technical director, Bobby Belair, as Crown Legacy got themselves into the MLS Next Pro postseason with a win a couple of weeks ago. They also are coming off a victory this past weekend, and Bobby joins us here on Crown Corner. And Bobby, first off, congratulations on Legacy making it this far and also for the Charlotte FC success to this point of the season as well. Thanks very much. Well, appreciate it. It's uh, it's definitely been a fun ride with Crown Legacy uh, this year, and it was great for the for the squad and the the players and the staff to to earn the right to um, earn the playoff uh, as the first uh, MLS Next Pro team to do so. So it was it was a great weekend, and and they won the next weekend as well. So continuing on, and uh, we're looking forward to to getting into the playoffs in our first season as a as a club. What do you think you got right, Bobby, to put you on the spot? What went right with Crown Legacy in first year to be so successful? Well, I think um, certainly the people we got right. So the staff that we put together um, that started the club. And what we did right was we started a hybrid team in August of 2022. Um, and, and we had a lot of our academy players that were there. And we, we hosted a tryout and, and had a team ready. And we brought Jose Tavares and Pedro Mane, the assistant coach, over early um, for them to see the lay of the land, uh, to understand um, the player pool that we'd be looking at. Uh, and we started scouting super early. So we were doing deals um, and looking into players early, and, and then we were able to bring them in early. Um, I think the people really, though, is what make it. So co- great coaching staff, great support staff, um, and we hired and we hired really good players as well. So um all around i think the people and uh the hard work that we've all put in and and the collectiveness this might be a hard question to answer but i'll ask it anyway um was it easier harder or i guess what made it different than the initial build for the first team roster because i know that like you said the player pool is a lot different and a lot harder to to look at and, and decipher what it is because it is a, at least a new league in that sense but but how much more difficult or challenging was assembling this roster and and this player pathway than maybe the initial one was here a couple of years ago well i would say first and foremost there's no salary cap that is true <laughs> with all the different roster regulations that MLS has. So um, with next pro, I think it's more just a strategy of what we're looking for. And, and we look at it as a entire pool of players that we have. And, and really crown legacy is a great way for us to, to roster succession plan for the first team. So we've looked at what we, where holes may be and, and where we may need depth in the coming years. And we, we went out and tried to find those players um, and w- with certain profiles that we think will develop into first team players. Um, so it's, it's a long-term play. Um, we surround, I think we did a good job of surrounding and we have a well-rounded squad in terms of each position has a couple of good players along with Academy players that are pushing up and pushing through. So it's a well-balanced squad. Uh, first team players have, have come down and gotten minutes to help support. 
And um, yeah, up to this point, I think it's it's gone smoothly in that regard, and certainly much easier than the than the inaugural Charlotte FC roster build. You touched on it a little bit with that answer, Bobby. And when you look at players like Patrick, like Brandon, who have made that seamless adjustment to first team football, how does that make you feel in terms of doing it right, getting that pathway to pro correctly done? Yeah, no, that's um, it's it's probably my biggest passion, and it really makes me excited to see. Uh, the joy of not only the players, but also the staff, right? So, um, and, and their teammates when, when, they, when they get pushed up and they're doing well with the first team. And, and so that was kind of the idea in these first two um, NCAA drafts and, and looking at college players was to get players that we know can contribute with the first team, but it may take a little bit of time. And so bringing, you know, from our draft in 2020, in this, this past year, you know, we, we obviously drafted Amity Diop first. We traded up again to get Patrick Ajimong. Um, then we drafted Nick Scardina. And and then finally, Andrew Privet, who's now really emerging as a, as a top center back. Um, and let's not forget about Brandon Cambridge. That's part of, you know, the college recruitment is trading for his homegrown rights. So, um, you know, when we talked about Charlotte FC from the beginning, it, we have to get every single bucket right. Um, the, the DPs, the TAM players, the college players, the, the domestic players. And so we're working our way to get there with the first team. And, and luckily we've done, we've done pretty well, we feel, in the, in the college department. And you see how these players have come in and, and they've bought into the plan that we put in front of them with needing minutes with Crown Legacy and waiting their time and, and developing every single day and keeping a positive attitude. And it's paid off for, for each and every one of them. And, and Amity has dealt with a, a few injuries, but we have really high hopes with him too. When you're trying to scout a player, especially at the collegiate level, are you looking more at traits? Do you value stats, the analytics? I know that that kind of delves into somewhat Thomas's uh, purview as well. But but I guess what are some of the things that stand out to you when you're looking for a player? Because I even know, like even a guy like Patrick, uh, you can't ignore the the physical talent, like you know, especially what he did at the combine. And I think that's the kind of thing where you look at that and you say, okay, we, we can work with that with the way that we want to play from our game model standpoint. Absolutely. So we definitely look at traits. We look at positions of need for us. Um, and and uh, you know, shout out to Thomas and his team. Ben Green, I don't, I don't think gets enough enough love. He's uh, our MLS Next Pro Scout, and he leads our college scouting efforts. And we have a lot of staff uh, on the first team and the and the second team that uh, either came through the college system or worked in the college system. So we do have a lot of eyes in the college game. And, and look, there's a lot of value there, and we'd be really dumb, in my opinion, to not try to find that value. Um, so, so I would say more to answer your question though specifically, Will is we we, we look at traits for sure, and then. Big, big, big on character reference. Um, so meeting the player, talking with their college coaches, um, understanding who they are as a person, where they come from and what their aspirations are. Um, those are things that we really want to see and, and make sure they align with, with us. I want to move big picture for a second, Bobby, with MLS Next Pro being in its second season. How much of a beneficiary do you think it is to the level of MLS having that true feeder program that almost mirrors the reserves in Europe that we see helping players get those opportunities to prosper. Yes, uh, Jess, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I, I think we, as, a, as a, a league, had failed to find the right balance between second team football for, for a few years and the partnership with USL, I think, um, what wasn't as aligned as it should be. So credit to the league for starting its own league and, 
and making the jump. And we knew it was going to be difficult. We, we watched from afar last year with a lot of teams and there's so many things that go into it, right? Operate. You think about operations and, and all the referees and everything that goes into it. So in our second year, I think the league is massively, massively improved. And I think it will continue to improve. And, and I think you get the help from first team players that need minutes and you also get to push Academy players, which is really nice to see. And you're starting to see Nymphasha and Brian Romero and, um, Aaron John and, and R.A. Miller and uh, obviously Jack Neely has come through. Eric Pena is playing well. So all these academy products are, are starting to come through and making their debuts, which is also dear to my heart and I think dear to everyone that really cares about this club's heart. I definitely uh, want to reference kind of how that works with the first team, with the academy. Uh, I think Zoran on another podcast talked about kind of the weekly meeting that you guys all have in terms of, okay, we want these guys to go here. We've got these guys go there. How detailed is that? Because I'm sure everybody's got a different agenda. Latanzio might want someone to get experience at uh, the legacy level, or he might want somebody from legacy to come up and play with the first team. And I'm sure there are academy guys, like you said, Nymphasha and Brian, who you want to get a look at. Uh, I guess how, how collaborative do you guys get in those meetings? And almost, you know, you almost kind of have to fight three different battles, so to speak, in terms of what you want each team and, and each side to accomplish in a given week. That's right. I, 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 you know, look, there could be a lot of arguments and you could see how there'd be a lot of arguments in certain clubs. Um, I think we've done a really good job at talking through things together and not letting it, not letting our egos get in the way. It's, it's a big thing uh, for us here at Charlotte FC. And so we, we need to keep the, the main focus uh, in mind and, obviously that's first team performance and, and player development, right? It's not about any of us and, and what we want in certain club and the certain different teams. It's about the first team doing well. It's about improving players to help the first team do well. Uh, and it's about ha- having a, having a great culture here at the club. So players being willing to play with the first team, being willing to play with crown legacy. I think you see in a lot of different clubs, first team players don't necessarily want to go down and play with, with their second team. So we've done a great job at, at making that seamless between our staff and that takes a lot of conversations and meetings, like you said, um, that could go sideways, but we, I think we've done a really good job and credit to everyone that's involved in those. And it just takes time, effort and energy and, and, um, and, and foresight really to, to make sure that we're staying aligned with what our mission is. How shocked were you about Andrew Privet and his seamless transition playing at center back? Because I think a lot of people have just been so impressed with his development. Was that a surprise or did you know he had it in him? Look, I think we have confidence in all of our players. And so, I, but, I, but I'm not going to lie to you and say it's not a, a shock that he's done so well um, because we, we watched him play with Crown Legacy, right? And, and there were, you could look at it and say, all right, he needs to improve in this area. He needs to improve in that area. And he's stepped in and just done amazing. And we saw the same thing with Pat and Ajamong and same thing with Brennan Cambridge. So it does surprise you at times. Um, but at the same time, because they're around such good players, you know, moving up and into the first team and that, our staffs do work well together, and so it is seamless for them. It's not a massive jump when they go up. They've been in there. They've been training in there all week. Um, so they know what it's like, and they know what to expect, and credit to the boys for just being fearless. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've been impressed with about Andrew stepping in and some really massive moments, right, in, in, in the League's Cup and uh, knockout games and stuff like that. So um, not shocked. Maybe a little surprised with how well he's done, but really happy for, for all those boys. Uh, they deserve it. Got a chance to be at open training on Monday, and I got a chance to get uh, my eyes for the first time on Chaturo Udunze, uh, the kid from Leicester, who you guys signed for Crown Legacy. Uh, he's a big dude uh, when it comes you to the goalkeeping. You were looking up like this, weren't you? 
he's he's big and he's imposing and uh i just i look at it and i see uh i see big things when i see him uh how impressed were you with his pedigree and obviously bringing this guy back to the carolinas and i guess how soon do you think we might see him uh between the woodwork yeah um so i think it's it's one of those situations where we felt fortunate but again I think the the stigma of MLS and and of, of MLS Next Pro is is not the same as it used to be from abroad. So, you know, uh, Chituru had had his experience with Vancouver. Uh, he had he was obviously born here. Um, so him wanting to come back was was a really good sign for us that hey, our club is our brand's getting out there and and players want to come play for us without us having to approach them. Um, it was one of those situations, and we worked out the deal with Lester. Uh, great to to add another young talent into the group. Um, he's going to have time to develop and grow, uh, naturally it's, it's a little bit different with goalkeepers at times. Um, and he made his debut this weekend against, uh, or at inter Miami and a two, one win. So he's played for crown legacy and time will tell, um, he's, he's a big talent. And I know that it's pushing the, the rest of the goalkeeper pool along as well. Got to touch on that goalkeeper pool. Isaac Walker goalie was champion. Uh, WWE style ego. How amazing was it seeing Isaac become this guy? I met him and he was meek and mild and humble watching mm-hmm. him on TV. I had never expected that out of Isaac. Oh, Jess, it was so funny. So I was I was there watching with uh, Zoran, uh, Joe and, and Darius. We we're all at the All-Star match and and for his personality, because he is that kind of goofy, fun loving guy off the pitch. But for his personality to come out on that big stage, it, it was an amazing night. Um, so for, and for him to win it and be that competitive, it, it's showing what the culture is here at this club, that boys are, are competing every single day and, and, and want to win everything that they do. Um, so that was a great moment for him, a great moment for crown legacy too. And, um, his reaction was special though. Uh, we want to at least touch on the fact that making playoffs means uh, some important matches ahead for uh, for this team and obviously for your side here as you have a couple more weeks uh, to play here. Uh, you got the game on the 10th, uh, which is against New York. You got the game on Friday night here as well and a couple of others as well. Um, how do you feel like you guys will approach uh, the postseason? Maybe do you bring somebody, uh, maybe strengthen the squad down there? I know that you're obviously looking at the first team foremost, but uh, how do you expect the squad to perform and how do you expect these young guys as well to, to play in some important matches? Because we always know that uh, uh, adding space in the trophy room is not a bad thing uh, at any level. That's right. Look, I, I think um, it's obviously not the main goal with Crown Legacy to win everything, win every game and win the, the, the championship. But at the same time, what in player development, that is one of our main pillars and, and what we're what we're fighting for. We have to instill a winning mentality in these players. And that's what we've done so far. And and credit to Jose and his staff, because these guys are relentless. They want to win and that we've come back in so many matches and have picked up results late. Um, and so for for us, look, we're going to go out and try to win every single every single match. I think the other teams now know. Uh, who we are as Crown Legacy, and and there's a little bit of a target on our back. I think being the new the new guys in the league, um, and you know I think our boys want to win. So we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, with the first team we're going to be making a big push for the playoffs as well. They're going to need all hands on deck. Um, so we'll see how that goes, and that that's how that's kind of how the job goes. Well, we, it's week to week, and and we figure out which players make sense for them to get some minutes, and and which ones um, are going to be with the first team. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll have two playoff runs. Um, for me though, crown legacy, I, I think they have what it takes to win it all. Um, and you know, look, we're not putting any pressure on them to do it. 
but you're right. It would be great to add a little trophy um, early in early in the um, in our club's history. And for me, a key part of that winning mentality is also the humility of these guys. And Will and I have both had the opportunity to speak to several Crown Legacy players, and they come across as so humble, so grounded. Bobby, what's the secret of keeping these guys with this mindset? Because it's just so infectious to hear them talk about that. Yeah. Um, look, I'll be honest with you. Jose um, and his staff have a clear idea of, of what they wanted to build when they came here. Um, and, and they've done a, an excellent job at that. I think there's um, now that we have the training facility as well, our staff are ever present. I'm always around um, and try and Darius is always around to try to be, just just show face and show that we care. So these these boys understand that um, that their their careers here that they're going to be developed um, and that they have top staff that that are helping them. So I think they trust and believe in in the vision that we've kind of laid out for them um, and working every day with a, a coach like Jose. You have to be uh, performing at your highest level every day, and so you know our, our the training facility is called the Atrium uh, Health uh, Performance Center, and uh, we're we're trying to create a high performance facility here for all of our players and for them to buy into it and, and trust that we we have their backs and and we know what we're doing for them. How, how long before a local Charlotte area apparel company makes him get his own hat line? That that's what I really want to know. Who's this? Jose, with, hey, the, with, the, I, with, the, with the driver caps. Honestly, someone should pick up on it. Um, one of our staff members, Alex Schmidt, actually came up with that idea and ran it by me. And I said, absolutely, because after he wore his first one, we uh, we made one for him. And he was he almost broke down in tears. And that's the kind of guy Jose is. He cares about the culture and the, and what it means you know, for people to treat each other and work together. He doesn't even say work together. He says live together, because that's really what we are doing. Um, and so for a gesture like that, Alex came up with it and, and he's taken it on board and um, I think it's great. I, someone should pick up on it. One last one for me, Bobby, the fans. And it's been incredible being in Crown Legacy Games, seeing the fact, unique chance, all of these things, filling the sportsplex. What difference does it make having a fan base that's truly embraced the MLS Next Pro seat? Oh, it's it's amazing, and I sit right near the the supporters to every game because I love them and 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 the unique chance that they come up with and the fun that they have at the games um, and the way that they support the guys and they understand what they're going through. Some are coming from the first team, some are coming up from the academy, and they really get it. Um, so they have fun, and I get you know talking with the other teams that come into town. They always compliment the facility that we have there with with Matthew Sportsplex and the the environment that we've created. Um, so I think a lot of teams are looking at what we did with crown legacy FC and, and rather than be Charlotte FC two, it's something that's unique and not normal here in the States or really around the world. Um, and I think it's working out for us so far and, and our fans have bought in. It's been a fun team to follow. Um, and that, that atmosphere is amazing. We'll have a lot of home games coming up in the playoffs. So we hope that we can bring even more people out to the games, maybe people that haven't experienced it yet, or but I've heard about it. Um, it'd be amazing to pack the plex like we did for the open cup for some of these playoff matches. Yeah, three home matches remaining, the 25th uh, against the Toronto FC, also the uh, the 10th in that game against uh, New York, and then the 17th fan appreciation night against New England Revolution. Uh, Bobby, you did want to at least ask you once more uh, about 
uh, that first team run in the League's Cup and just kind of where your thoughts are with 11 games remaining with the with the first team side, just because I know that a lot of us are wondering whether or not that run can definitely spur uh, some some good play here down the stretch. And, and you mentioned a, a playoff run for them as well. Uh, what are your thoughts as we uh, get ready for LAFC Saturday and obviously uh, a big stretch drive here going into September and October? Absolutely. I think that was the, the for, for us, the League's Cup was kind of a, a clarifying moment for our players mostly that, hey, you, you guys are rounding into form here and it's time to make a big push. We have 11 games left. I think they all they all understand what's at stake. They all want to be in the playoffs. They all want to fight for trophies for this club. And I think we're finding our form at the right time with a couple of new additions in the summer. Um, and, and the boys are ready. And I was just out at training before. Um, they're training really, really hard. They're ready for LAFC. And I think when you look at it, if we do make, if we do make the playoffs, we could beat any team in the league. You know, there's, there's not a team out there that our, our guys are afraid of. And, and the games that we have lost, they've been by pretty close margins. I'll beat a, a couple of matches, uh, earlier in the season. And so they're confident. Um, and look for, from us, from, from our standpoint, we just want to get in and, and anything can happen when you get in. We all know what it's like here in America and in the playoff system. So um, that's what we're going to be fighting for and focused on. Well, we're certainly happy that uh, Crown Legacy has had the success and uh, also happy that uh, that you guys have moved into your new offices as well. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that all comes together with you guys. And I know that you're happy to at least have a place that you guys can call your own. And uh, like I said, hopefully some more in the trophy case with Crown Legacy and uh, a big, long playoff run for them as well. Bobby Belair, technical director of Charlotte FC. Appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend and always. Thank you so much, Will. Thanks a lot, Jess.